Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My favourite game ever is to completely ignore pretty people because it fucking kills them. Never say anything nice about somebody who knows they're good looking because, well, nine times out of ten, they're fucking full of themselves in the first place. Pretty people, in my opinion, deserve to live very unhappy lives. This time down the pub, Father's Day reflections, a mysterious buzzing sound, and defenders of witchiness. Greetings, weirdos. It's me, Scotty, back for another half hour of silly fun. Brace yourselves, please. Your voice notes my responses, and I've got no idea what's about to happen on this show, but, you know, it's usually a nice way of passing the time. Listen, producer Deb isn't on the line this week. I've had a message from her that reads, I've gone to Austria, don't bother calling. Well, isn't it fucking nice? I mean, am I the only fucking Tom, Dick and Harry doing a bit of fucking work round here. Anyway, apparently we've got um, producer Tim twiddling our knobs this week. Chance to be a fine thing. Keep your mind out the fucking gutters the rest of you, you vile bitches. Um, and uh, actually, Tim in the group chat this week put uh, a lovely picture of a rainbow cake. Honestly, I think Pride Month makes me more fucking homophobic. Who wants a fucking rainbow cake? Now, you might be able to hear a few bits and bobs in the background this week because it seems like I'm fucking living next to, I don't know what, like every fucking building site that's going on in Manchester. I'll just give you a sound of the luxury hotel that's currently being built at the moment. Here we go. Oh, that's it. I opened the fucking windows and you've got no tractors or anything on. Tractors. I mean, as if I fucking know. So, you build your fucking luxury hotel elsewhere. So, you know, if I lose the plot this week, that's why. Um, listen, bit of optimism. What are you doing for Pride June? <laughs> I love Pride Month, me. Actually, I was thinking to myself, is Pride Month basically like Lent for gays? Anyway, anyway tell us about a Pride near you. The voice number is in the description box. It's coming up a bit later too. I've got a lovely note here from Colin Not Colin in Glasgow. That was a terrible accent. <laughs> 
don't know what that was. It wasn't Scottish at all. Glasgow. <laughs> that was Geordie. Okay, I'm going to think about it. Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> she got there in the end. Uh, to kick us off. Kind of wish I was filming my face as a reaction video to last week's episode. But I'm not sure what the woman opposite me on the train made of my gurning <laughs> to the Impa Lumpa story. <laughs> It was vile, wasn't it? It was so vile. I can't stop thinking about that green-brown wig. At After the Tone P.O.D. if you fancy us dropping us a little line, or, in fact, a reaction vid. Right, Tim, let's get to it, please, darling. Hello, Scotty, producer Deb, and everybody at the After the Tone Community Centre social pub cult, whatever we're calling it now. I am just sending you a little message because I had a really hilarious story at work the other day, which led to me having to say one of the weirdest and funniest things I've ever had to say in my life. So uh, avid listeners will know I work for a large telecommunications brand who are not very well liked and for good reason. And recently we've been doing a lot of maintenance work and it means that people have been losing the internet. And I now work for the business side and trust me, you have never known people have tantrums like small businesses when they can't get on the internet anyway the other day i had a call that just encapsulates like conversations that i've just not paid enough to deal with at work where i spent nearly an hour persuading a man in his 60s that physically attacking the engineers doing the um (laughs) maintenance work in the area will not resolve the issue and will not get him back on faster. What was really hilarious was this gentleman kept very loudly telling me that he'd had a bone marrow transplant. And it it was really weird because he kept using this as a justification for violence. And it just got really camp and strange. And I had to tell this gentleman, and it's the best thing I've ever said at work, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't think your bone marrow transplant will be a reason to physically attack people. But I'm not sure. So I'm opening opening the query here to everyone else. Has anyone else had a bone marrow transplant and then found that they just want to commit acts of violence against utility workers? Is this a thing? I don't know. Anyway, I just thought I'd share because it made me laugh. Thank you, caller, for such a pertinent call to kickstart season 11, episode 3. As you know, I am a registered trained doctor. (laughs) As if I'm going to fucking know! Well, I tell you what. I've had many utility worker over, and um, I tell you what, I've never fought violence towards them. I mean, not in that way anyway. Oh, I mean, you put a man in a navy blue boiler suit, and there is a transformation that happens, isn't there? You can take one of the ugliest gentlemen known to anybody in the northwest of England, get him in that little jumpsuit, Get him to get you a little reader out and tell you how can, you can use your energy efficiently. And I tell you what, it won't be my bone marrow we would be worried about. <laughs> my bone something else, darling. <laughs> Is there anything else you need fixing? Yeah, there is actually, darling. <laughs> They do say this, though, don't they? Usually when people have, like, brain operations or head injuries, etc., things like that, there is a different personality. Now, I've got a distant cousin. How all good Irish conversations start. I've got a distant cousin who had to have... He had a brain tumour and um, quite the shy gentleman, actually, before uh, that. And now he just can't stop playing practical jokes on you. Like, it's kind of annoying. (laughs) You know, like, it's really fucking annoying. Like, you put your phone down and then before you know it, like, it's in somebody else's pocket. It's really, I mean, it's irritating, but you're like, 
you know, if anyone mentioned it, it's like, that's Michael after the operation. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, somebody else might know in the room, you know, we can open it out. Has Have you had a transplant? I mean, because there is that, you know, I've read many a tacky magazine where, you know, you get 25 quid for writing in a story, which is like... Um, oh, I had uh, an eye operation. I've got somebody else's eyes and now I see the world in a different way. You know, that sort of stuff. Are you that person? I would love to know. I also would just love to know out of, like, sheer morbidness um, what you've had done to yourself. <laughs> Not in that way, please. Uh, thank you very much, caller, for this scientific phone call. I hope it spurs many a transplant conversation. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Pub. Well, imagine my surprise when I sat down. I thought, oh, I'll give Scotty and friends a little listen. And, um, yeah, you read my email out to, like, open season 11. I feel, honestly, it just made my day. I haven't stopped beaming since. I feel clasped to your bosom. But the reason why I'm ringing is someone was talking about making friends in new places. We've been here five months. No, this is the fourth month in the Cotswolds now. Brummy in the Cotswolds. Hi. It's lovely, obviously lovely. But I'm so working class. <laughs> and I'm bi, ex-sex worker, tattooed, fat, bright, crazy hair, school runs. People just look at me odd. And it's been, it has been so hot and so lonely so lonely and I suppose from a distance I seem cis I'm married to a man I have children but I just don't feel like I'm being myself in those spaces you go in and you know hi oh yeah just moved here blah 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 everybody I spoke past and then that's it like like I don't know there's no real connection there the one person I felt a connection with walked into a a like toddler's group I just felt immediately like I've got to go and speak to her you know she looked quite amazing and I just felt like a attraction I suppose connection and we're in similar positions we're older moms big family blended family witchy I know your live thing you were all about the witchy but I'm into the witch. I think everybody's a bit into the witchy now or seem to be we're struggling aren't we we're struggling to some for something to believe in something to bring us back to where we are it's nice to go out and look at the moon it's nice to hold your favorite crystal and breathe in deep and it feels like it gives you a bit of strength like i'm all for that i'm all for that scotty don't diss it i love it and but she's moving to fucking bristol (laughs) in a few weeks so it's like the one person i found and felt a connection with and she's the person I've felt like I could most be myself with because there's just so many layers, aren't there? When you go when you go to a new place, moving somewhere new, moving your family somewhere new. I don't want to embarrass the kids. I don't want to embarrass my husband. But I still want to be myself and I still want to feel connected to here. And I do at the minute, but only in a superficial way. You know, I'm part of a couple of little groups and clubs and I do things for people. And it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Except when you go into the pub afterwards and you realise xenophobic, racist chat is just, you know, one drink away from it everywhere, seemingly at the moment. 
<sighs> Somebody mentioned at the PTA meeting the other day, like, oh, yeah, I love, I love rainbows. I put my little boy in a rainbow top. But, of course, you can't these days because everyone thinks he's gay. I just think, really? <laughs> I, I've kicked myself because I didn't speak up. I didn't say, well, it's a specific kind of rain. It's a specific kind of flag. Like, rainbow's a rainbow and you don't have to feel that you can't put your kid in a rainbow T-shirt. Like, I didn't challenge it in the moment and I really annoyed myself by not doing that because I could have said well yeah I'm part of that community and that makes me feel rubbish I don't want to feel rubbish I want to feel like I can be myself but I'm really ranting now anyway love you all hello fur coat no knickers you might remember this one sent in the little email and said oh I'm not going to call in you know what you give them an inch they take a fucking mile also Tim do we know any fucking normal people around here it would be nice. Could we just have someone normal call up? I really feel for people when they call up this place because they're like, I'm fine, I'm an ex-sex worker and I'm queer and I've got tattoos and I'm a bit like, well, fucking join the club. There's about 40,000 of those sort of people around these parts. You're nothing special around here, darling. It's true. It's, it really is true. Um, and I really love that. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love that we are a, a big band of absolute fucking freaks and weirdos, isn't we? Come on, tell the truth. Even Gemma. I know she likes to pretend to be normal, our Gemma, but she's a fucking fruit loop underneath it all. Anyway, you should go on her Instagram. Everything's brand. It's very strange. She's got a very strange habit. Anyway, that that is a massive tangent. I'm, I'm getting back. I'm going to say something, and it might sound a bit sharp to you, but it's meant with love, care, and compassion, but provocation. Mm, yeah, you know, she can be clever sometimes. When you said you don't want to embarrass <clears throat> the kids and you don't want to embarrass your husband, but do you not want to embarrass yourself? There you go, I've just said that. Do you know what I mean by that? I mean, if you're hiding parts of yourself, if you're making parts of yourself smaller, if you're having to shapeshift to adapt. Listen, we've all fucking done it. It's a survival mechanism. I'm just pointing out behaviour that you've spoken about. Is that not embarrassing parts of yourself? Are you not, like, maybe bringing on some shame towards yourself? Because I would say, be the fucking Fruit Loop that you want to be. Be the freak that you need to be, you know. And those people will come. I can't think what it is about the person who likes crystals and looking at the moon. Why <laughs> she's moved to Bristol. Why did you move to the fucking Cotswolds in the first place? I could have fucking told you this. I could have told you it had been like that. Oh, is it a little bit racist? I could have fucking told you that. Don't be so surprised, dear. But listen, find your people, find your gang. It's a really difficult thing to do as an adult. It's really difficult to do with the ethics and the morals that you have currently living on this plague-ridden island of ostracisation. I mean... Listen, we've all been in that place where we wish we would have said something, right? And some of us are braver than others. And speaking up of sometimes has implications. Sometimes it doesn't feel safe to do so. But perhaps the next time it happens, you'll feel that you've got agency. You've got this whole gang of people behind you. If that's a safe thing for you to do in that moment. It's complex. It's difficult for sure. Listen, the Cotswolds is only two minutes from Bristol. Make sure you keep in touch with that other one and get yourself on a train and have a little, you know, day to yourself where you can be all fur coat and no knickers and not be a parent. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that's really important. 
particular in any relationship dynamic, I say this a lot in my relationships. I need my me time. I need myself to be myself. I need to have my friends, which aren't attached to my partners. I need people who know me on a one to one basis, and 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 uh, it's not me as you know as a family unit. I mean, sure, that's lovely, you know, but I think you do need moments where you can exercise yourself, where you can have moments to yourself. Listen, the stuff about the witchy, I get it. Look, I'm part of the biggest cult going. It's called yoga. <laughs> you you think holding the crystal's weird. You want to see some of the shit that we're told to do in that place. So, you know, whatever gives you happiness. I wonder if anyone's listening to this who has moved somewhere rural. You know, I moved to the seaside, so and we've spoken at length about, you know, what happened there for me. Has anybody else moved rural and actually had a good time? <laughs> had a good time? How have you found your people in those places? Because I think it's very different to trying to find your people in a city, right? Listen, I'm glad you broke the seal and you're in the room now. Look, you're part of you're part of the gang here. We'll be your alternative PTA. What will it stand for here? Piss Takers Anonymous. <laughs> Hi, Scotty and the crew. It's the linguist here. I called in once to talk about the word ketchup, obviously. Maybe I'm being a bit oversensitive, but I'm having a real deal over Father's Day. Who the hell invents all this stuff, anyway? I lost my dad earlier this year, and it's come as a bit of a surprise to me that all this grief malarkey isn't linear. It doesn't just get better with time. It's more cyclical. You get good days and you get bad days. And a weaker compassionate leave isn't going to cover all of that, you know. It just hits you at strange times. I know some companies are quite good about saying, if you don't want to receive messages about Father's Day, you can opt out. But it's not all of them, and it really doesn't help. And it's not like I've even really done Father's Day in quite a while, because... Well, one, it helps if your dad understands the concept of Father's Day. And two, your dad understands that he's actually your dad and you're not a former lover, which, believe me, nobody needs to experience. The carer, I feel your pain, hun. <laughs> Funny old business is dementia. Uh, yeah, so just my feelings about Father's Day. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Hello, ketchup friend. <laughs> yeah, it's a complex one, isn't it? And it's complex for lots of different reasons. In ways that I know Mother's Day can be complex, but it feels like it's like an entirely different thing, right? Because some people, are, Father's Day is like really loaded because of absent fathers or ways of which fathers behaved but also there is this added layer of grief as well and this is not to say for you but if you've got like you know absent father and dead father father's day stuff I mean you know the, the layers of that intersectional father's dayness I think 
um, can make it uh, much more complex than I observe Mother's Day to be. And I think what's interesting or difficult is that the internet sort of populates with lots of images um, of dads from like 1992, (laughs) you know. And so regardless if you're opting out of these mailer things, I mean, you could spend your life opting out of those things. But even so, the thing is, it's like... Um, we're about to send Father's Day things. Do you want to know about Father's Day? If you don't want to know about Father's Day, like, and you've already, like, confronted it 20 times that day. So it sort of feels like a futile exercise, doesn't it, to, like, opt out of it? Because it's like, well, you've already mentioned it to me. You're already marketing it to me by non-marketing... I can't even say the word. You know what I mean. Wow, this whole thing with the dementia business is so new to me. People who I know who have had dementia or Alzheimer's, they've never been gone into that realm. So I, this is so unknown to me, you know, like there's obviously quite a few. This is the third call in, you know, a matter of episodes where this has become quite a common thing. And God, how complex is that? You know, so the Father's Day comes around, but not only have you got those those thoughts and those feelings and that grief, which I'd love to talk about in a minute, but you've also got that sense of how that person left you. And, and that is a lot to deal with. I've spoken a lot about grief and particularly in context to my grandfather, who's probably the most profound loss that I've had. But recently, um, my friendship group lost a friend and it's really difficult to talk about because I can see how it's changed and is going to change our group of friends. Unfortunately, the way in this which this person died, I lost a friend in the same circumstances probably about 15 years ago. And there's something in that that I can see how I'm processing this is very different to how my other friends are processing this moment because I knew it was a possibility. And that's the horrible thing about grief. Since that very profound loss of my grandfather, I'm so acutely aware that there is a expiration date on anybody and it makes you see the world in a very different way I think that grief does become easier the waves become more easier to spot the outpouring becomes more controlled there are moments where it catches me blindside and I'll like see someone who looks identical to my grandfather and I'll be like oh my god and then then I realise that it's just just an old bloke with white hair, uh, or it could be an accent that I'll hear. And it's difficult. I, I, and it's really, uh, it's so annoying because people told me the grief would get easier and I was like adamant and angry by it. Um, and now I understood what they meant. And it doesn't mean you don't mourn their loss. It just means you you understand the world for what it is. And sort of linking back to the previous call about something to believe in, I think I've made peace with the fact that we don't need to believe in anything, that there doesn't need to be a reason or an explanation. We're all very much here by chance, you know, what happens on this planet. Sorry to be like Brian Cox about it, but it just, it is all a happy accident. And so I don't believe there is a purpose I think what we can make of this 
moment, this mere blip in the history and the future of this massive rock that we're on, is um, we can just only make it profound for ourselves. And uh, there's something quite sad, I think some people might read into that, but I find that quite freeing. I do, I find that quite releasing. So listen, catch up friend, I'm glad that you've um, walked back in again to offer some solidarity to the carer. And uh, if any other people have got these Father's Day feels, you know what to do. Hi Scotty and after the time crew it's Rose. Um, just wanted to say it was so amazing meeting you all at the After the Tone Live. Scotty, you were just so nice and so lovely. And we met JRF, which has made my life. And special shout out to Ali and um, Nadia. I've added a little sound clip in. Because I'm just having a little self-care because it's Father's Day weekend. It's tough. So sending solidarity to anybody else who's finding this weekend really hard. And also a special shout out to all the bees from Brighton for um, the solidarity with the witchy stuff because I'd have felt like a right dick if someone else didn't chime in. So thank you for that. Um, stay weird, everyone. Love you all. Happy Father's Day to those who celebrate and to those who find this hard. I know how you feel. Just got to do what you can to get through. And my self-care is not me shaving my bits. It's me getting tatted. <laughs> right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes a bit more sense now. I was listening to that being like, I mean, this could go one of the... Is it dentists? Is someone shaving themselves? Is it... I, you know, actually, I'll tell you the truth. My, my brain first went to, you know, we go to like Germany, go to a place where they know how to do a doner kebab. You know, not like the shit you get here, like in a delicious place, like a shawarma. Oh, yeah. And they like shave it off. I thought, <laughs> someone's having a kebab. Always on my mind, darling, always on my mind. Now it's really interesting, isn't it? This Father's Day, it's really meant a lot to people in the room. It's it's really brought out the feels. Now, I've got questions about what tattoo that you got. I want to know what it is. Yes, I know you had a nice time at the live. Yes, I know everyone fucking loves JRF, but do they ever fucking love me? That's the problem. I'm sat here week in, week out, year after year. No one said, oh, Scotty, we love you. You're so lovely. You're the best. Aren't you great? Aren't you amazing? No, it's, oh, solidarity with the camera. Solidarity with Pauline. We love Pauline. What about me? Hmm? Where's my day of the year? Where's, where's Scotty's day? Where you can send me a lovely bunch of flowers? Huh? That'd be less problematic. I'm glad you did yourself a little bit of self-care. Oh, can we stop with the fucking witch? Listen, if you're a witch, do some proper... Like, call like I want a spell. I want one of your hocus-pocusy things, all right? Don't be coming in here being like, oh, yeah, I like a crystal. Do some of the fucking witchiness, okay? Because you're all... Math and no trousers. No, you're all... <coughs> you're all spell and no <laughs> broomstick. Well, I think that is uh, the right time to have a little bit of a breather. But sit yourself down because still to come, postcards from Ireland and Croatia. <gasps> We've been spoiled this week, said the ambassador. That's not how it went today. Anyway, plus someone familiar's got herself stuck up a man in. 
Do I know who's up a mountain? Anyway, the phone lines are open and we eagerly await your calls, very much wanting to harness the summer feels, the joy, the optimisms, the reasons to live. Who's making you laugh? Open up the WhatsApp. Come on, send me a little voice note to this number. 0788 200 Now, as you know, without your support, the pub can't keep the doors open. Thank you so much to the Patreon gang, because, you know, without you, we wouldn't be here. All right? And I mean that in all honesty. Um, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a website. It's like a platform that allows podcasts like ours to give exclusive content to our diehard fans for a small donation each month. This week's Patreon-only call comes from Pablo in Vancouver. Lovely Pablo. And uh, Pablo's idea for gay dating apps. Oh! Ooh, it's innovation over there, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Also, I'm aware that some of you don't want to or don't like using Patreon. Uh, this week, the lovely Jake set up a regular payment via bank transfer each month instead. And that, I mean, it's we've had that a few times and it's so lovely, honestly, where you're like, I don't know how to use that thing, but I still want to contribute to the pub. We massively appreciate it. Thank you so much. If you would like to do that as well, drop us a little line on the socials at after the tone, P-O-D. Hi Scotty, it's Stevie from Colchester again, still in Croatia, just uh, been in another church, been to a lot of monasteries, been to a lot of churches, I've developed a slight strange obsession with photographing confessional boxes, but also (laughs) Catholicism is so camp, oh my goodness, it's all like red velvet curtains, sashes, all the oomph and carry on, if they start a Catholic drag show. I want to go. Maybe that could be your next project. I'd come. (laughs) Not literally. All right. That's enough. Bye. This is ridiculous, Scotty. I've just listened to the last episode and you're talking about our camp, Catholicism is, and that's just exactly the message I just sent you because that's what I thought when I was in there. Oh dear. Also, love a foreign crisp. Oh my God. It's the first thing I do when I get on holiday. Foreign supermarket. What have we got going on in the crisp aisle? I had falafel crisps the other day here in Croatia. Oh, a taste sensation. Like spicy roast chicken flavour. That's what they were like. Um, I also had hot dog flavour crisps the other day. Anyway, yeah, it's all good fun. I love it. (laughs) I love you. Bye. Good hello. How do you say hello with Croatian? I'm gonna have to look it up. Here we go. Uh, Croatian for hello. For hello. Zadrovo. Zadro. Oh, do it again. Zdravo. 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 Okay. How do you say slag? Hello, Slag. Let's do hello, Slag. Hello, Slag. Oh, no, I want Slag, not hello, Slang. Zdravo, Shlaka. If you speak Croatian, if, if uh, that's exemplary, isn't it? I mean, it's a wonder I can't speak all the, the different languages. When I was a kid, I was convinced that I could speak all the different languages. <laughs> I could understand, I I can understand them, yeah. I was quite a peculiar child. Now, I've been telling everybody for ages that Catholicism is camp.
Very camp. It got me thinking if we could merge two of our favourite subjects here, Catholicism and drag names. <gasps> okay, off the top of my head. Eucharist! <laughs> Terrible. Okay. Answers on a postcard, please, for Catholic drag names. You've got to get them worked up for us. My God, you're spending a long time in Croatia, aren't you? God, it must be lovely over there. God, you're not the only one who's doing a fucking day's work. You and fucking producer Debbie. Oh my God. Does, it, does anyone actually who listens to this do an honest day's work? I'm sort of saying that as if I actually believe in capitalism. I don't, not in the slightest, but you know, what other systems are there at play? Oh, well, I don't... Well, there are others, but they all seem to be quite problematic. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Tim and Maya. It's producer Deb here. And I'm calling you from the top of a mountain called Schrober, just outside Salzburg in Austria. We've reached the top of a very high mountain that we weren't intending to climb. And we're not really appropriately dressed. Um... It's beautiful. All around I can see lakes and mountains. And um, we're just enjoying this moment at the top. You might think that can't be a very high mountain because you can hear children's voices in the background. But let me tell you, they were carried by their parents in little carry things. And now they're sitting and eating their sandwiches. We didn't bring any food. We've got one bottle of water and my shoes are really slippy and it's a sheer descent. So, um... Trying to keep my cool, but slightly worried about getting down. Anyway, um, yeah, if I don't see you next week, it's been nice knowing you. Lots of love. Bye. I mean, to be fair, I wish I could repay the compliment. It hasn't been fucking nice knowing you. I'm stuck in here in a sweat box in what feels like 45 fucking degrees with about every tractor known to man outside my window. Whilst you're up a mountain, me having to call out mountain rescue for you, I'm going to be up there with a St. Bernard and a stretcher and an orange tunic calling your name. Producer Tab! Producer Tab! The things I do, honestly, for this place. What? You are the pair of years, like the epitome of people that were on those reconstruction programmes in the 90s. I'm actually thinking of one in particular with Michael Burke, 909 Emergency. Oh, my God. I think that programme was on TV just to give young children in the UK at that moment in time the fear of God. No wonder why we've all got anxiety fucking disorder. What are you going up there for in inappropriate footwear? Also, that's very not... The lesbian way. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there was anything that I knew about the lesbian dyke by queer dykey community, all of them, is that they do know how to do a shoe. Okay? And that's not offensive. That's just fact. Where is your man in boots? Where are they? I've got walk- I've got two pairs of walking boots. I'm so disappointed and I'm livid at the same time. Have you not got a chocolate bar? You're in one of the country. You're in Europe's centre of chocolate. Chocolat, as they call it in other countries. <laughs> That's not Austria. They, maybe they do in the French-speaking part. See, yes, I am actually cultured, OK? Do they call it chocolat? Oh, who cares? Well, how have you got up? I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, this might be our last message from producer Deb. Um, so, I mean, we'll have to call up Pauline and see if she can step in. Hiya, Scotty and the crew. 
This is Simone from Leeds. I am on the west coast of Ireland, uh, Renvile Beach in Connemara, uh, visiting a friend and her family. And this is probably genuinely one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. It was really sunny when I arrived yesterday. Today is super misty and that feels like the island I wanted to see. I'm on this incredible beach. There's only two other people on it. Gorgeous golden white sands, hills behind, a few a few little cottages and houses dotted around and the huge sea in front of me, all green and blue with patches of seaweed, seagulls, there are crabs and jellyfish. I feel so serene. It is just genuinely what my soul needed right now. And I wish you could all be here and see it, but not at the same time as me because I'm enjoying my solitude. I'll let you listen to the sea for a while. Lovely, Simone. Oh, God, wasn't that gorgeous? Now, when you first started the message, I thought, God, they're they're sombre, they're subdued, and now... Oh, it's taken me over as well. What a lovely part of the world to be in, in Connemara as well. Oh, and what what cheek that those two were on the beach with you as well. Could they not see that you're having a great time? Just get off the beach and let you enjoy it. It's these little photographic moments that we're sending to each other that I think are so beautiful. They're the ones that always really stick with me because they just give you, you know, like, without this turning into those fucking silly apps that say listen to a bit of this and that and then you know suddenly you're not going to be fucking mental anymore i'm under no illusion that we're all going to be fucking mental after listening to this beach thing but it does give you a little moment doesn't it it thinks oh thanks for bringing us with you and just enjoying the subjudicity subjudicity is that word yeah go with it subjudicity of the beach on that beautiful island um thank you so much if you are going away you know, make sure you've got appropriate footwear. Because I will be having... If she comes down off that fucking mountain, I'm going to be having words with her. If you're going away, like um, producer Deb or lovely Simone, please take us with you. Oh, glorious. I feel like I can bathe in that sound all day. And that's it. That's your lot. What a lovely way to end. Now, there has been a lot in this show that you can respond to. Lots of threads that you can pick up. I've said it a few times in the show. Oh, have you got that? Have you got this? Have you got that? I want you to do me a favour, be brave, open up the WhatsApp, find the number in our description box and send us a voice note. The worst thing that's going to happen is that we don't use the voice note. No one's going to die. No one's going to laugh at you. No one's going to take the piss out of you unless you're Pauline because, I mean, she deserves it really. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I've got a burp brewing. Uh, Sorry, pardon me. Listen, I'm also really keen. I Last week, I had a chicken and coleslaw brioche and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I honestly can't. It was one of the most delicious things I think I've ever eaten in my life. If you've got a memorable meal, I'd also love to hear from you. Producer Tim, thank you very much for doing the ones and twos. You can stop going on about your fucking rainbow cake now. And we are already a quarter almost of the way in to this season. So you know what to do. Get involved. Come and meet us over on the socials at After The Tone P.O.D. I'll be back before you know it. Look after yourselves and each other, please. Because as we've realised this week, life actually can be quite short. I'm going to leave you with more sounds of that beautiful beach taking us away to a different place.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.